Brian Levy. I'm a partner at Manchester Living, and I'm also the host of the Manchester Living Podcast. Thanks for tuning in today. The purpose of this podcast is to help uh, people navigate the complex maze of elder care. And I also have a lexicon of elder care terms on the website at manchesterlivingpodcast.com. Today's new and noteworthy is a PSA. Let me tell you a quick story about a client of mine who had a family caregiver working for them and they needed additional care. So they wanted to combine our caregivers with their caregiver. No problem. We've done it before. We'll do it again. So our process is that caregiver comes to our office, fills out our paperwork. We put them on our payroll. We pay the taxes and we assign them to that assignment. The caveat is we do a background check and I I smelled a fish. Something wasn't right. So I went back in my office and when I went back to meet with this caregiver, she was gone. Ran the background check anyhow, and it came up five and a half pages long. This caregiver had been in this family's home for two and a half weeks at that point. The mother loved her. Everything was great. Little did she know there was a criminal in her home. She was on parole. She had DUIs, she had theft, and she had drug charges. So be aware of the band of bandits in your community. Buyer beware, and cheaper isn't always better. So um, that's my PSA for today. So know the pros and cons of using an agency first going direct. There's redundancy. When a caregiver gets sick or they get a flat tire or they can't come that day, there's always other caregivers in an agency that we could send. Um, Check references. Past employers, not just cousins and best friends. Do a background check. Get permission and do your research. Um, It's always good to get a copy of a driver's license and their license plate. And also don't forget about taxes. There is a $100,000 penalty and five years in jail for not paying social security taxes. Really, the moral of the story is follow your gut, trust your gut. So that's my PSA for today. Let's jump right in. Today's topic is isolation when mom and dad are left alone. The National Council on Aging reports that one in six ages 65 and older is isolated, either socially or geographically. A recent AARP survey says 66 say 66% of people say their anxiety levels have increased during the pandemic. Um, Isolation can lead to coronary artery disease, higher risk of stroke, and faster decline. The uh, effects of isolation are real, and I have two industry leaders on the show today to discuss. With us, Mindy Jones, the managing partner at Pixis Care Management. You've been in the business since 2008 when you were a caregiver for your grandmother. Mm -hmm. And Stephanie Israelstem, the sales and marketing director at Anthology of Plano. You've been in the business since you were a receptionist at a skilled nursing facility at age 15. 15 years old. Wow. Well, thanks for being on the show today. Let's jump right in. Let's talk about isolation. I know you're in the marketplace dealing with families day in and day out. You see a lot of um, elderly people being isolated. Absolutely. And um, before I jump in, let me just start, Brian, by saying thank you so much for having me. Uh, It's a real honor to be here. I'd like to make sure I thank the Academy, thank my family. All those who supported me to get to this point. And we're so glad you're here. Thanks Absolutely. for being here, Mindy. Yes. Absolutely. I, I would say that we're in a really interesting spot right now because everybody from family members to loved ones to caregivers understands what it means to be isolated after going through 2020. Um, and you mentioned some physical effects already. There's a tremendous amount of emotional and psychological effects that go along with being isolated. And I think we've all experienced some of these things, whether it be anxiety or depression, um, changes in appetite. Um, insomnia or additional fatigue, the, the pendulum can swing to the extreme on either way. 
And so knowing what we've seen, we can then now hopefully extrapolate that to our elder population to be a little bit more um, not only empathetic, but action oriented in how to address it. That's great. As we're talking about isolation, I want to talk about um, as it relates to COVID and non-COVID. You know, there's COVID isolation and there's also just caregiver to resident ratios. And I know that in your assisted living facility, you have a, a, a lot of uh, a lot of folks that are feeling isolated. And what are you guys doing to combat that? Thank you for asking, Brian. We actually, um, we've got a great system set up. So and Theology of Plano has 92 apartments. And with all those residents, um, isolation is, is a real thing, and especially with COVID. I mean, it's been really heartbreaking to see our residents not be able to hug their family members and, and just leave the building without coming back and being isolated. So it's been tough. Our caregivers and our med techs and our staff, they have really become the family of our residents. Sure. And I feel like they have pulled them through 2020. And I and, and even something as simple as um, one of a, a housekeeper coming in to change the, the linens, people are seeing people and people need people. And I think it just reiterates the fact that humans need that, that connection. Sure. You said that. I thought Mindy was going to break into song. Don't you do your barber's dry scene in person. So uh, thank you, Yenta, no, but uh, I will say that connectivity and engagement are huge, whether you're living in a community environment already, whether you're living independently, whether you're in a hospital, whether wherever it is, whether it's connectivity um, with family, with loved ones, with caregivers, electronic, in person. I mean, I think, again, we've all experienced that. Seeing someone on Zoom is better than just a voice. Sure. Being in person is better than being electronic. But there are ways, and we can all be creative, to help elevate that. And I'm just grateful that you there's facilities like y'all's that are pulling in. How can we rethink what we've done? Yeah. You've got to be innovative. Raise, certainly. And like, innovative. raise the bar. Sure. And like you said, using technology. Our caregivers are doing a lot of FaceTime with families mm -hmm. that aren't allowed to sure. come in. Um, on a consistent basis. I mean, they can come in weekly doing weekly visits, but doing FaceTime visits, texting, doing videos, keeping the family in touch as much as the residents. Are you guys in a place now since we're in Texas spring where we have 70 degree days and 40 degree days Yeah, where there's outside visits allowed or window visits? Mm -hmm. I mean, have you had to worry about curating those spaces? We have, but we've, we've gotten very creative. Even through the, the heat of the summer, we really were pedantic about keeping the people who came in safe and covered. And we have um, air conditioned areas as well as heated areas. So families can sit and safely visit. Um, so it's been a little less isolating or we've had a lot of family members come to the windows. And so they, they're able to see each other that way as well. So they feel less lonely. Yeah, for sure. We got creative as well. We have a lot of patio visits. Yeah. We do have um, indoor plexiglass. We had fans during the summer. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, we're getting creative. And we also have to abide by the CDC regulations, county and state. Yeah. So there regulations and compliance are a big deal. And when you're talking about hiring privately or independently, that's always a challenge when we're advising our clients to make sure they're not taking on that additional liability of maintaining compliance and regulation. So I think your PSA was, was very well formed. But I would say for us, having the window visit option or having the plexiglass, it almost has that nostalgic feel of when you're looking at a nursery at the hospital. Oh, that's interesting. So, yeah. you know, if, if you're bringing back those memory anchors, I think that's also super important for your clients. That's great. Some of the pro problematic behaviors that we're seeing, um, substance abuse, are you, are you running into this as well? So in our community, uh, this is the benefit of, of, of having extra eyes on you. They know if you are maybe 
drinking a little too much. But I will tell you that it is it has been shown that isolation leads to smoking or depression or alcohol use. And so we really try and keep an eye on that. We're a non-smoking community. Mm-hmm. But naturally, I mean, if you're sitting home and you have no one to talk to, what, what do you, you do? Hit the bar. Have a glass of wine. Right, exactly. Are right. you seeing this with your clients as well? Yes and no. I think uh, Stephanie's point is very well made. It's make sure that you amplify the level of connectivity. But for each client, their vice or their stress reliever is going to be a little different. So sometimes it's substance-related. Sometimes it's diet related. Sometimes it's behavior outbursts. It can be all kinds of different things that manifest that we've got to be a little bit more aware of as people's stress and anxiety increases. Right. And including sleep patterns. I mean, people aren't sleeping like they used to. Mm-hmm. So it's really affecting sleeping patterns. Well, and you know what I've noticed? Sometimes days run into nights and, and they right. kind of, the, the clock almost gets a little confusing for people. So we, it's really important to get up and have a schedule, have breakfast, then have lunch and have dinner and stay active, as active as you possibly can to maintain that sense of normalcy. Sure. Right. And, and, and feeling uh, emotional, whether you're eating your feelings or not eating your feelings, it's, it's, it is, that's an issue. Yeah. And um, I know that we want to monitor intake with our residents at Manchester Care Homes and our clients as well. You know, that's something that's been more on the top of our minds that we used to just not document things like we had lunch today. But those are important things to know as mom eating. Routine is huge. Uh, and again, as we all saw this last year, if you let your kids just sleep till noon and don't get on the, you know, the Zoom classes or do whatever, what happens to their behavior? So it's very similar with elders. It's, I think many people have a misconception of what it means, what it feels like or what it means to be old. They think it's going to be like a vacation all the time or that you know, retirement is just bliss because you don't have structure. But if you don't build the structure in, yep. then it ends up being uh, a worse conundrum than before you've open that Pandora's box of additional physical and emotional problems. So it's those anchors throughout the day, whether it be for me, the Jeopardy game show at six o'clock in the evening, or whether it's the first thing in the coffee in the morning or what have you to keep your um, system flowing and keep your activity. And you brought up um, physical movement. That's huge. Whether it be something very, um, I don't know, uh, simplistic or, uh, low motion of the, I think you guys are probably doing chair, uh, yoga or so balloon things. Or Catch that. with a balloon. I mean, so that's a big deal, but Even getting just walking, just I would getting, say getting and out and breathing fresh air and walking is a big, big thing. And that really affects the sleep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Loneliness. I mean, people that are alone, they're lonely. And there's so many ways that you can just reach out to your community, whether it's a neighbor or a friend. Look, we all know someone who's elderly. Touch base with them. Ask them a story. Ask them to tell you about even something simple. Did you really walk uphill in the snow both ways? Make, you know, make them smile. And they love talking about it. I mean, these, the, the great thing about uh, the elderly is that they have experienced things that you and I have read in textbooks or seen in movies. Ask them about it and they will fill your, I mean, they'll fill your ear with dialogue. And I think that that makes them feel useful and important and purposeful. And it curbs that loneliness. And I feel whether you're at home with a caregiver or whether you're in a community environment, take the time to connect with anyone that you come into contact with. And when you go home, it's really easy to shut your garage door and, 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 you know, take a walk, meet your neighbors. Everyone's fighting their own battle right now. Right. Battle of loneliness. Right. And also be aware that socializing, even if you're nonverbal at Manchester, we do meals family style. 
So even though there's not a lot of chit chatter and sharing stories, they're still looking at each other. And that's part of socializing, even when you're, when you're old and nonverbal. Yeah, it absolutely is. Yeah. It's funny you say that, Brian, because <clears throat> although at Anthology of Plano, we have a lot of different activities, um, dining is the most social hour and you go, every, right. and that's my favorite time to walk through the dining room because you see the connections that they're making and they're not sitting at home and in front of the TV alone. It's, it's a great, it's a great way to connect. And I'm sure we've talked before about when you see someone sitting alone, having a meal, you want to put them together and introduce them to people. And that goes outside of ales and aisles as well. Absolutely. If you're at a restaurant and you see someone sitting alone, ask them to join you yeah. or ask them a question, buy them a cup of coffee, just engage Love that. a simple uh, gesture. I like your shoes means a world of difference the to them. World. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think you bring up a good point. The silver lining of the pandemic is that we have all experienced how important it is to have community, but it's a call to action where we need to engage ourselves in our community, especially with our elder population and little things make a big difference. Absolutely. And another, another thing is turn off the news. Oh, Oh. Oh, especially with this, with this political climate, you know, we said to our residents, let's just turn off the news. Let's turn on some music. Let's, let's get a little active. So they're not sitting there with this. So that, that helped curb the depression and the isolation. Absolutely. And whether it's music on the TV or a game show yep. or, you know, an old 50 show, what is it, Leave it to Beaver or something that, that is not dramatic? Yeah, Gunsmoke. Gunsmoke. I had a resident that watched Gunsmoke all day, every day. <laughs> he died watching Gunsmoke. Oh. That was, it was great. He died doing that. what he loved. No doubt. Um, all right. Let's go to today's nugget. Today's nugget is not a promotion for, um, this is not a product placement. This show is not monetized, but I'm really into this product and it's called the Amazon Echo 8. Um, when we can't visit our loved ones in person, let technology help us stay in touch. So I'll roll this, uh, this demo of this amazing product. Now, another thing I wanted to do was to make this really foolproof. So the person that's receiving the calls, all they need to do is press a green button on the screen to answer the call. And that is their total involvement. So it doesn't need any more technical knowledge than pressing the green button. So hopefully this will open it up to those most vulnerable and those probably less techy. So let's go ahead and use the call feature and we're going to do this by voice. Alexa. Video call Randy Bristow. Calling Randy Bristow's Alexa devices. So now if he has multiple devices, like he has an Echo Show, or he has the Alexa app on his phone, it would actually just call his phone and we can video chat that way as well, as long as he has linked his Amazon account. Oh, hey, how's it going? Fine, how are you? Again, not product placement. I'm not endorsed by Amazon, but I really like that Amazon Echo 8, and I think it's a fabulous device. So, all right. I want to give my viewers an opportunity to get to know you guys. We're going to do what's called the lightning round. Are you ready? Dun, dun, dun. Mindy, chocolate chip or Oreo? Chocolate chip cookie dough. I prefer the tartare version. Tartare version. Raw dough. Absolutely. See, I'm quick. Stephanie, beach or mountains? Oh, my gosh. That's a tough one. I'm going beach. Going beach. Uh, Mindy, stick shift. Can you drive a stick shift car? Yes, sir. Stephanie. Can you drive a stick shift car? Yeah, I can. Nice. Mindy, braces as a kid. No, glasses. Stephanie, on a scale of one to 10, how good are you at keeping a secret? I would say a nine. Mindy, celebrity crush? Vigo Mortensen. Stephanie, do you snore? Mm, I plead the fifth. (laughs) Mindy, dark, dark chocolate or milk chocolate? Dark. Can you use a 10 key? For sure. 
Stephanie, talk or text? You know, for good for conversations that mean something, sure, let's pick up the phone. But I am a texter. And when people want to get in touch with me for work purposes, text. text. Yeah. Mindy, text or talk? Text, but sure. Nice. Cake or pie? Apple pie. Apple pie. Stephanie, cake or pie? Ooh, Portillo's chocolate cake let's from Chicago, specific. Illinois. Nice. Nice. <laughs> Thank you guys for being here today. Stephanie, what's a great way for, easy way for my viewers to get a hold of you? Sure. Um, if anyone is interested in learning more about Anthology of Plano Assisted Living, we are located in Plano, just north of the George Bush Turnpike. Uh, they can go on our website, which is anthologyseniorliving.com, or they can call me directly on my cell, which is area code 773-895-9110. And just so you know, whether it's my community or elsewhere, I'm happy to be a resource for anyone who's trying to navigate these, these waters. That's great. Mindy, what's the best way for my viewers to reach you? Um, absolutely. And again, thanks for having me. Thanks for having us. This has been a real pleasure. The best way for somebody to find out a little bit more about all the issues that are affecting health, well-being, and quality of life is to check us out online at pixiscare.com. Uh, and like Stephanie, this is a community event. Um, any information that we can help or what we can do to assist, please feel free to reach out. That's great. Thank you guys for being on the show today. Um, you can find the show at manchesterlivingpodcast.com or the Manchester Living Podcast Facebook page. Or, of course, I know I have a face for radio, so you can dial us up on iTunes. I've been in your seat. Don't go back to Google. Call me, 214-649-9922. Thanks for tuning in today. thing I wanted to do was to make this really foolproof so the person that's receiving the calls all they need to do is press a green button on the screen to answer the call and that is their total involvement so that it doesn't need any more technical knowledge than pressing the green button so hopefully this will open it up to those most vulnerable and those probably less techy. so let's go ahead and use the call feature and we're going to do this by voice Video call Randy Bristow. Calling Randy Bristow's Alexa devices. So now if he has multiple devices, like he has an Echo Show, or he has the Alexa app on his phone, it would actually just call his phone and we can video chat that way as well, as long as he has linked his Amazon account. Oh, hey, how's it going? Fine, how are you? 